So Case knew we were doing this tonight. Hey guys. I'm like, I love you to death, Case. We love you to death. I feel like we need some quality time. Oh, okay. Welcome to Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I am Bretman. <laughs> I, I, I am Sam. I quit. <laughs> I am Ash Woman. <laughs> Patrick's gone. Okay, oh. bye, Patrick. So, did it Sam was a good go? Run. I'm sorry. I thought I didn't. Need... It was a good run. <laughs> did uh... Sam go? <laughs> Uh, we're tag teaming this today, right, Patrick? Yeah. Oh, and I'm Pat. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. There it, we go. It like hurts if I don't I was get that. Out really right. trying. Yeah. Trying to decide if I was going to do Batman or if I was going to try and do my Mark Hamill Joker impression, but it's real hard to do Mark Hamill. Oh. Uh, <laughs> don't you do a good Bane too? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, Bane, Bane Connery. Bane Connery. Bane Con- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Just, yeah. Bane. <laughs> it also darkness. sounds like the guy from uh what's the Diablo game that you guys play? Diablo, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stay a while and listen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a choice. Decker came. Decker came. That was a yeah. choice old Tom Hardy made there. It was. <laughs> yeah. It really was. It was interesting. Um but yeah, we're watching the original well, not the original Batman, but the 1989 Batman because the Joker movie just came out and uh, wow, there's some controversy going on what? about that movie. What I haven't. Pat, Pat hasn't seen any of it. No. Actually, I knew about it because of your tweet. Patrick, oh yeah. Well, there's been yeah. a. I mean, there's a couple layers to the the discussion if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you want to call legions of people screaming at each other on the internet a discussion. You mean every day? Like every day Twitter? But this in particular, it's just like, it's just scorching hot messy take after scorching hot messy take of people. Mm -hmm. And it's the, has anyone here seen it? Let's start with that. No. 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 I was actually supposed to, I was going to guest on another podcast and they wanted me to go to the theater and watch Joker and then talk about it on their podcast. And then there were scheduling conflicts. And so it didn't work out. And I'm going to do a different movie. But I'm actually going to do Zombieland, too, which I was like, Ooh. this is better. This is more my speed, mm. to be honest. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm committed enough to watch Joker in the theater. Mm-hmm. To be, yeah. I, I might check it out, but I don't know about in the theater. I feel like of the of the hot takes... I feel like Hector Navarro's take on it is probably, I don't know if you guys saw Hector's. Uh, I didn't see his, no. It's, what did he say? He, he confirmed all of the things I thought were going to happen in the movie. Uh, and I was just like, oh. oh, I'll probably watch it when, it when it comes out on DVD. But like, I don't need to pay big money to see that. Uh, but I, I feel like I could give you like a general beat by beat of what that movie is, what it is. Just from the trailer. Yeah, like yeah, and I'm sure his act. I'm sure Joaquin Phoenix's acting is amazing. He's a talented. Oh actor, yeah, Joaquin but, like, Phoenix is great. It's and again, so who's it's the one other guy in it. Well, Robert De Niro's in it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with Brett. I'm probably gonna be. I'll probably wait for it until it pops up on a streaming service, and I'll just throw it on in the background. Yeah, yeah it's like it but, looks like one of those movies where like 
gosh, I feel like this is a take I've had a lot on our show specifically, which is like, uh, this is probably a really cool story if it wasn't the Joker story. Like, it's oh. it's a weird. I saw framing. an article that literally said that 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 was a uh, was on Uproxx, and it was the the only problem with the Joker movie is it's about the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like the trailer looks really interesting. Like, it looks like an interesting story. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like a working class American psycho from the trailer. Like, it does. Yeah, yeah. What if? What if? Uh, uh, is it Patrick Bateman? Yeah, what if Patrick Bateman yeah. wasn't wasn't a privileged like fucking super rich dude and was just like but a failed comic a, incel? Yeah, like yeah. Well, that's an interesting like. Is the I don't know much about like the comic book uh, history, but like was the Joker actually trying to be no. a okay. comedian? Give me or was one that second. Let me verify because it because the origin right changes in the, in the different movies, right? Where mm. in the one we're about to watch, there is a very clearly defined origin they spell out for you. In Heath Ledger's famous take, it is purposely left vague and he keeps making up different stories. Um, oh, no, there is an official one. It's it's similar. Not similar. It's very it's tangentially similar to what we're going to watch here. So there is an official. OK. Like from the comics, the original origin of the Joker, there is. So he wasn't like trying to be, because that was a surprise to me in the trailer. I was like, what? Well, I'll, I'll that- tell you, the original, the very first time a Joker origin was done was actually back in 51. And he was a criminal called the Red Hood. And he fell into a vat of chemicals. Oh. You know, that, that old chest, him. that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that just, I just love, superhero isn't it, trope. what simpler times where it's just like. Science magic. Eh, Science you just magic. Fell into acid or and something. And it magically makes you look like a clown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the whole Arkham thing, right? Like it, it was a big a big thing with with uh, Batman in general. Is it was all of the villains? Uh, none of them were bad. They're all criminally insane. You know, mm. and it's a very mm-hmm. like crime is mental illness like. You know, well, <laughs> that's a that's oh, a take like a takedown of the whole Batman thing in general is like privileged, like millionaire psychopath dresses up and beats on mentally ill people for fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, build, builds them a special Alcatraz jail. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine a better person to play that role than Michael Keaton. So <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, but. Moving on from the, I don't because none of us have actually seen the Joker movie, right? Right. No. Well, so and yeah. that's the whole thing, and we don't want to get sidetracked on that. And and the, the I said there's layers. The two big things I feel like that were in the news were the violence. This is a glorified violence, which happens I feel yeah. like every other year with a movie, and you can. That's a whole other discussion. I don't think any of us are. We haven't seen it, so we're not equipped to have that discussion. My thing, Ash, you had mentioned my tweet was about the director Todd Phillips. And yeah. he's complaining that he yeah. went into movies like this because he can't make comedies because of woke culture, mm-hmm. his words. And, yeah, I had some tweets that were basically like, get fucked. Like, that's <laughs> such a yeah. lazy cop out. And I it's did, not too. True. I liked that day on Twitter. Everybody was just like, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also I love that everyone just shouting out, like, look at all these amazing works of comedy that have been made in the last, like, two, three years that are so good yeah. and also non-problematic at all. Yeah, totally. But but like part of the the issue about that though is like I saw a lot of people tweeting like 
maybe you were never talented or maybe you were never funny. And I'm like, I don't think that that's true. I think the hangover was was like hilarious. (laughs) I know it was. I wasn't going to call you out. (laughs) How long has it been since we've watched it? It could totally. be very problematic. Oh, I, I remember, remember there was problematic stuff in it when yeah. we watched it the first time. I'm around. sure it is, I was but willing like to look over it, overlook it. <laughs> what my what my tweet I tweeted about it, and what my tweet was about was like about the fact that comedy constantly is evolving, and if it wasn't, we would still be watching Charlie Chaplin silent films, right? So whether it's the fact that comedy is changing because certain racial or sexual things aren't funny anymore or it's also changing because certain styles of comedy fall out of fashion so it's like the style of the the Will Ferrell or Ben Stiller like something about Mary style films like if you were to make that today it would totally flop and like Holmes like Sherlock and Holmes is like a perfect example because that's like the classic Will Ferrell 90s style or early 2000s style comedy or whatever. And and it just doesn't hold up anymore because that style of comedy isn't funny anymore. So you have to, There's, well, as a comedian, you have to con- continuously evolve because comedy is always evolving, just like filmmaking is always changing. And Yeah, and this so was like a whole thing that where that comment, director was like, I will not evolve. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to have that comment is like saying, like, I refuse to evolve with with comedy, oh. even though comedy's been evolving forever. You yeah. know? Brett has some like really good insight into comedy. He's like, So comedy helps us normalize things that make us uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that in comedy's history, there are jokes about things that make people uncomfortable. We're just at a stage in life where, like, sexual orientation doesn't make us uncomfortable anymore. It's not funny. We don't need to laugh about it to, like, Mm. get used to the idea. We're used to it. So let's move on. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. need gay jokes. We don't need minority jokes. Like, we need observational jokes because we know what's right and wrong now. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. and also I ha- there's this other I, – I, I don't remember what episode we were talking about this on, but um, my one of my favorite takes on comedy is kind of the Todd Glass's uh, uh, right side of history take, uh, mm. which is, you know, yeah, comedy evolves over time, but it's not it's, – it's part that comedy evolves and part that the audience evolves. And mm-hmm. the well, the comedy evolves because the audience evolves, right? Like it has to. You have to keep up with the audience, and yeah, and it's and that. it's just like his his whole point was like the there are easy jokes to make, and you know, yeah, the the, the normalizing of the uncomfortable uh, for some people is you know just pointing out a thing that they're uncomfortable with and laughing at it, uh, and. Th- there are other takes, you know, I mean, there's even today, even though the uh, uh, like, you know, the, the example of the sexual orientation thing is a little played out at this point. There's still really great comedy sets that are coming out like based around that from people w- like with different non, you know, non-offensive perspectives on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. more like it's it's real easy to point at something and laugh at it mm-hmm. uh, and it's much more difficult to actually find why something is truly funny yeah uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of those point and laugh jokes uh, find themselves on the wrong side of history yeah, we look back totally. and say that was fucked up 
Uh, and uh, for for the listeners, I'm doing a really bad job summarizing this. Uh, it's Todd Glass on the Norm Macdonald uh, podcast. Um, and oh, boy, that okay. that show has its own set of problems. But I really yeah, like that I was episode. Say. Uh, <laughs> uh, what an interesting conversation to be having on the Norm Macdonald podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much of this I'm going to cut yeah. out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bonus episode well, so, conversation. I think. Yeah. Well, one other th- one other interesting thing I had, and this might be like too too much on the Joker thing, but uh, you know the. I watched the trailer for this, and I don't know about you guys, but like all I could think was like we had the, the you know the last good Joker movie, the Heath, Heath Ledger one, uh, where someone showed up at a theater and shot a bunch of people dressed as the Joker, mm-hmm. and like th- at that time it was this is a Batman movie where the Joker it, like it, we're we're creating this like horrifying like mirror of society joker but now we have that in the social conscience and do we need like another movie where like in a world where aurora happened another movie where we're showing uh another white guy turn into a weird murderer uh, mm-hmm. and like yeah and like trying to humanize it it's like i like do we need it that's kind of how i feel about it it seems like a weird choice of a movie to make anymore like yeah we're we're mm. way beyond that. Well, it's like I did, and it, I guess it's like let's we none of us have seen it, so I guess there's only so much we can talk about and not be a bunch of assholes. But I did see one take on Twitter, and I honestly forgot it was of someone who saw it and said it's actually doesn't do it in their opinion. It actually doesn't glorify or prop up in that at all. Like it makes them look you're not. It, it doesn't make you empathize with them. Maybe that's just mm. that person's take, like you know how they view it. Mm. But yeah. Where it makes you look at them like not positively in any way or empathize. And he goes, I felt mm. no empathy. Huh. I felt. But well, uh, I, wonder, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, I'll find out eventually when I watch it on DVD. Yeah. I mean, could, could <laughs> you Netflix. make the same comment of Breaking Bad where like Breaking Bad makes you empathize with Walter White, but Walter White's actually not doing good things you know what i mean well, so it, breaking bad is a little different because he starts out as a good person and you watch his descent into evil i'm pretty sure that's what this movie i guess is, i'm sure though. that is yeah yeah that's like the mo- the plot another movie that i want to watch on the podcast you guys ever see john q no yeah, yeah well yeah, like the denzel washington one yeah the difference between breaking bad well i guess not the difference but no, uh, the difference between what I imagine the Joker is about and Breaking Bad is Breaking Bad's a lot more like John Q, where like it's he's not becoming a criminal because he's like mentally ill or yeah. this or that. It was like originally his his gateway drug was drugs, medically medical drugs, yeah. because the he had to. It's like a commentary on society. Like you're better off becoming a literal drug lord uh, than trying to be mm-hmm. an honest citizen because the the system will just fuck you and you'll die yeah. of cancer yeah. like mm-hmm. but uh john q is kind of has the same vibe yeah kind of want to watch it hmm. <laughs> okay I, i'd be down for that actually but uh should let's, we talk today. yeah let's get back to it but yeah. today <laughs> we have warm we, pizza downstairs yeah we're like so 20 I'm, minutes into the show for we, once <laughs> the pizza was what delivered three minutes ahead of the minimum delivery time so wow mm. But today we're watching Batman from 1989, and this was released June 23rd, 1989. 
The director is, uh, you know him, maybe you love him, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, that, that boy, that boy Tim Burton. Um, creepy boy. Should we call him creepy boy? I like creepy, creepy boy. Sure. Creepy yeah. boy. Uh, this was actually his third feature film. Isn't that kind of crazy? What? Yeah, he had one other made-for-TV movie, hmm. but this was his third feature film. He had a couple of shorts, um, yeah. obviously, uh, but it went Pee-wee's Big Adventure, oh. Beetlejuice, Batman. Wow, okay. Yeah, so Pee-wee was his first feature. I put um, those and then, in reverse order, so. Right? Yeah, I kind of thought as well, and, um, and then Edward Scissorhands was right after Batman. Gotcha. Which is also crazy to think about. Um, the budget for this film was <laughs> thirty-five million, and opening okay. weekend it made forty point five, around forty point wow. five million. Yeah, go and Tim. then right, yeah. Total gross was four hundred eleven eleven point five million. Four hundred and eleven point five million. I said that nice. really weird. <laughs> so uh, they made their money back, you know. Yeah, it, no, that was a success. A it explains mm-hmm. why Hollywood continues to let Tim Burton make movies long past his prime. Oh, yes. I thought you were yes. going to say why Hollywood continues to love the Batman. Uh, you know who else <laughs> made their too. money in this? Sorry, Ash. Do you want to do like a back and forth? Like, I'll yeah, throw in a trivia sure, here or yeah. there. Uh, good old. And this jumps ahead in the cast, but if you you know you know Jack Nicholson is in this. Uh, Jack Nicholson is in this. It, yeah. Playing he, the Joker. He had negotiated his contract for this. Uh, he got a percentage of gross. Oh, so he made so smart. Sixty million dollars. Oh, wow. smart Good man. Job, a percentage Jack, of gross. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Damn, that's amazing. I so want he, his he contract. So basically, yeah, 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 no one else made money on this. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jack. Um, yeah, and so other cast, like, of course, is we have Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. who we talked about earlier, unless Brett cut it out. Uh, he plays Batman, and I want to say Michael Keaton is actually my favorite Batman. Ooh. He also plays Bruce Wayne, fun fact. Yeah, also Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't that amazing? Two characters, one film. Wow. Um, Is that he, Eddie Murphy so, stuff up in here? Yeah, yeah. You know him from Birdman. And also he was in Beetlejuice. Uh, so obviously Beetlejuice. him and Tim get along. Or they did. Yeah. Um but yeah, he, Michael Keaton controversially is my favorite Batman. I don't think he's a lot of people's favorite it's Batman. Interesting because he's like Batman, and then he's like been playing Batman forever. Forever, yeah. yeah. That's just who Michael Keaton is. He's I amazing. think he's everybody's second favorite Batman. Okay, who's That's your my guess? Bat? Who's your favorite Batman? I think it's the one I started with. So the guy whose name I'm forgetting. Good job, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney? She's gonna <laughs> no, no, he's no. my he's uh, my, he's my favorite Kilmer. bad Batman. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm open to him being my favorite. It's been quite a minute since I've seen this, so actually, mm-hmm. yeah. I also, well, anyway, I'll get in that when we talk about our predictions. But um, uh, we also have Kim Basinger in this, who uh, plays Vicky Vale. I don't really remember who that character is I'm it's alliterative so she must be it's, it's the lady i think yeah a reporter or something i can't remember of course she is um but 
I thought it was interesting. She was in Wayne's World too, which we watched Wayne's yeah. World on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun. Uh, also, L.A. She has an affair with Garth, Garth and tries to convince him to kill her husband. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I remember that because I watched it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then it was just such a random side plot. <laughs> and then... Um, Another notable cast member is Billy D. Williams, who plays Harvey Dent, which is a cool really? casting yeah. on Harvey Wait, Dent. You'll who, know him from. Who's this guy? Uh, he plays. Um, Billy D.'s Lando. Lando, what? thank you. I was oh, like, okay, okay. Name. Yeah, in Emperor Stri- Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Okay. So, um, and the Emperor yeah. also struck back. The Emperor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's all I got. Patrick, who is co-hosting yeah. this one with me, I'm going to toss it to you. Bat signal your direction. Some trivs. Yeah. Um, Brett, yeah, I got put it. in that like old Batman like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. punch it. Punch me. <laughs> Punching it. Punching um, it to you. Adam West Batman. So, Batman. yeah. I mean, there's a bunch. I'll, I'll single out a couple that I, I'm just going to be selfish that I personally found interesting. Um, so Robin Williams was actually offered. So Jack Nicholson was offered the oh. role of Joker. He turned it down. Robin Williams was offered and accepted. <gasps> and then the producers, Warner Brothers was doing some fuckery on this because there's what? another one that has to do. Warner Brothers then went back to Jack Nicholson and said, Robin Williams has accepted the part. So it'll be Robin if you don't. And then Nicholson took the role. What? That's Williams like, uh, was pissed. Guys. Yeah. Oh my God. And as a result, he turned down a direct offer to be the Riddler in Batman Forever in 1995. That ended up going to Jim Carrey. Oh. This would have been his best role. What? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been interesting. And he refused to do any Warner Brothers movies until the studio apologized. Right. (laughs) So. Good for him. Man, that would have um, that would have changed the history of Batman. Yeah. That would have yeah. changed that would have been a totally. world changing movie had yeah. had it been Robin Williams. Because wouldn't Holy that have crap. been his first serious role? Because he didn't have a serious role till one hour photo, right? Yeah. That's I mean, what I remember. Was one hour photo was way after if, like way, what way dreams late. may come and like if we weren't already oh, over, true, yeah. way over time, I Jack. would go to his IMDb. Rob well, Williams I'm pulling deep it up. Dive. Oh, dang it, Ash. Okay, while you're doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. So a bunch of people were considered for Harvey Dent before it went to Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. And who, again, some more Warner Bros. fuckery. Uh, he took the role basically for the sole purpose that he would come back as Two-Face. Because oh, Harvey yeah. Dent becomes Two-Face in Batman yeah. lore. Oh, yeah. Um, and he had a contract specifically reserving it for him but they decided and when they did batman forever they just liked tommy lee jones better tommy and lee jones the did a bad job wow yeah so I, but fun fact uh, he got to play the character in the lego batman movie he got to be two-faced billy hey. oh that's good lego batman is pretty funny lego batman might actually yeah. be the best batman <laughs> <laughs> it's good um, oh, I think Goodwill Hunting was his first serious role. Uh, what about uh, Dead Poet Society, too? I think that was after Goodwill. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton could not hear in the bat suit, like at all. <laughs> oh, my hear God. When he was wearing it, he said he had, he also had claustrophobia. So it actually said it helped him get in the proper mood because it kind of oh. made him go inward and be withdrawn. 
This is very funny because that is what I remember about Michael Keaton Batman is an extreme vibe of just being so fucking uncomfortable being in his own skin on screen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what is going on? And I, if he was if he couldn't even wear the suit and like, oh, my God, and like that puts uh. so many pieces together. And I'll say the rest of these. I only got one more I'll do and I'll say because a couple here, but I want to wait till after. Um that I guess the the production was plagued by rumors. I don't know if there was issues or not, but there was a uh, rumors that there was a lot of turmoil behind the scenes during production. Mm-hmm. So a, a ninety second theatrical trailer was hastily assembled to distribute to theaters. And I'm going to read this because um, the trailer's not great for this but movie. You'd be surprised. So t- they tested it at a theater in Westwood, California, to an unsuspecting mm-hmm. audience. The trailer received a standing ovation. Whoa. It would become a popular. The trailer would become a popular bootleg, like tapes of it at comic book conventions, and theater owners would report patrons paying full price for a movie ticket just to watch the trailer and then leave before the movie they bought the what? ticket for started. Dude, the eighties oh. were a different fucking time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, movies I mean, were like I $5. knew film school kids who Still. would go. Who would we would it'd be like the rumors would start circulating. Did you know that this trailer is in front of this movie? And I knew kids in film school who would go to a movie just to see the trailer. I mean, for a different movie. Like there's there's two, but they wouldn't. I don't think they'd leave. But (laughs) movies were five dollars, and like adjusted, that's like seven dollars, like whatever. Okay, second, there was no internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to see fuck. it, you had to fucking go physically with your body. I mean, there was internet <laughs> where these body. kids were going. But um, yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to go places with my body anymore. Oh, no. Aren't you? Like, oh my like, God. Can you imagine? Showing, Can you fucking they're imagine? Sh- <laughs> they're showing the new, like, Breaking Bad movie in a, theater, in a theater in Santa Barbara. And Bryce's mom keeps being like, don't you want to go see it? And I was like, but it's on Netflix. Like, I can't just watch it at home. Oh, yeah. Netflix keeps being like, oh, the Irishman, the Irishman. And I'm like, I am going to wait. <laughs> like, I'm not going to see that in theater. I don't care how good it is. I don't even know anything about it. Wait, is that the one with what's his name? It's I don't know. I'm it, so good. Yeah, with yeah. Names it's all the today. all the all the Scorsese's and the the you know Martin Scorsese. I'm doing a thing I've done before, and new movies are bad. Like, go home. If anybody, I just have to say, if anybody's surprised that Martin Scorsese doesn't like Marvel films, I just don't know if you've been paying attention to Martin Scorsese films. Like, what a fucking old man take. Like, like, oh, the kids today, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. One of my favorite artists that I worked with at DreamWorks, whenever he wanted to be insulting to people Uh would just be like, oh, they work in cinema. And that is totally how I view the situation. Like, like, he doesn't make movies. He's in cinema. Like, suck a dick, Scorsese. Like, every <laughs> single Marvel movie has made more money than your entire career. Like, fuck off. People love that shit. I don't want to hear about, like, what's real cinema from the director who made The Fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Okay? A movie that opens with Nero <laughs> yeah. Caprio snorting it's, cocaine out of a prostitute. It's butt. all about like, fucking white male privilege. Like, I'm fucking done with you, Scorsese. Thanks. Bye. 
he's made a lot more than monster films, though. You, you guys know that, right? Like, that's not just the only thing he's made. But we're mad at him, damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying if you're surprised that he feels this way, I don't know why you're surprised. No, no, I'm not surprised. You can be not surprised and still be a, a frustrated yeah. with someone's, you know, We're surprised at his <laughs> yeah. audacity to say it out loud. Yeah. On the internet. <laughs> on record. Okay. Okay. Listener, I hope you enjoyed it. I know this is kind of a weird one. <laughs> I promise we only will talk about Batman when we come back after we watch it. Well, we didn't do our predictions. We have to do our predictions, yeah. You want to uh, open that can of worms? Have, I have, have a lot of stuff did you to have talk about. any other cool facts? We left off on Michael Keaton being claustrophobic in the bat suit. No, I mean, it's stuff we can talk about afterwards. Okay. Uh, well, but how does uh, Michael Keaton feel about Marvel films? Ooh. Well, he he's was... DC, so he was he's in one. He was in right? one. As, and yeah. he, I really liked his yeah. thing he did. Who was he in... He was, he was in the, Homecoming. What's his name? He's a bird. He's also know. a bird man. <laughs> bird man. A bird man. He's not a Batman. He wasn't Birdman. Was he? The, is it the Falcon? Is that his? The Vulture. <laughs> the Vulture. Vulture. Okay. So, and I guess the last thing is Nicholson. He, he's repeatedly said this is like one of his favorite roles ever that he did. How and fun. he was a comic. He actually read comic books and he was a fan. And one of his favorite things about it was, you know, most character roles have super specific traits, which you have to adhere to as the actor. The whole mm-hmm. point of the dro- the Joker is he's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I he could basically do whatever he wanted and you're still cool. technically true to the character. Mm, like stealing it from Robin Williams. That was a very Joker move. He was it first. Yeah. And also, who knows it was the pr- what the shitty studio said to him. Yeah. Yeah. The studio stole it from Robin Williams, not Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Well, I'll start with my prediction. Um, I remember liking this film. I've always been a Batman fan. That's kind of, you know, I, I as far as like the superhero movie camp goes, I'm more into Batman and less into people who have crazy powers I think because I like I've always liked the idea that Batman um is just a normal human being that you know like he doesn't have any superpowers but he's still doing the things that a superhero can do so that's always really appealed to me more than the idea of like Superman just having these amazing powers um so I think I remember liking this film I definitely liked you know, Michael Keaton, I was a huge Beetlejuice, or Beetlejuice, sorry. I was a huge Tim Burton. I mean, I am a Beetlejuice fan, a Tim Burton fan. Um, so I remember always liking all of his earlier films. Um, and But I feel like this is the most, this is where I'm not sure how this film is going to hold up. Because I feel like out of all of them, this is the most cartoony version. Totally. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's going to hold up. I think you're right. But I think um, I think it's going to be in the gradient of Batman from the original TV series with Wes to the like Christopher Nolan dark Batman. This is like right in the middle. It's got the goofy mm. of the TV show, but a little bit of the grunge and the grit that we're used to. And that we kind of mm. think of as Batman. So I'm hoping it's going to land like kind of right in the middle and be like 
fun and not taking itself too seriously, but also having like a little bit of that sort of like gross city vibe that we're used to. Mm, okay. It's it's interesting because like, yeah, I know I know at least the penguin one had a gross city vibe to it, and uh, it's it was you know when 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 did this come out? 89. Yeah. 89. 89. So, yeah, it's an 80s movie, which it was like the height of everything is trash in our set design. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what you said at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Oh, yeah. Too, it's, right? it's like deeply one of my least favorite like trends that ever has been in cinema. Uh, but uh, but I understand why it happened. It, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, so I don't I don't recall it being in this too much, but maybe it is. I'll, I'm curious to find out. Um, I'm, I'm telling myself now I have to put aside the one thing that really bothered me about this movie, which I'll talk about afterwards because it's a plot thing, uh, because you can't analyze this movie on the plot past Brett. Uh, but other than that, I, th- I think it's going to be real cool. I think Jack Nicholson does like a, a killer job. Um, he really builds his own Joker. I don't think you can compare it, uh, mm. It's like you can easily compare the Jokers that have been since Ledger, but like this is a different character. Yeah, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Uh, and honestly, I don't remember much about Keaton's Batman Me acting either. other than the intense awkwardness. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess that's what I'm into. Awkward. <laughs> Those awkward boys. I'm just imagining like Batman played, but like The Office right now. <laughs> and I don't know if I love it or hate it. <laughs> like he looks to the camera yeah. like Jim would. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great. So I think it's actually been a quite a while since I've seen it. So obviously everything. I So I, I'm going to say everything what I think but not with like the strongest confidence. But one thing I will say is I think it's going to be a little grittier than Ash and Sam are thinking. I think okay. you might be conflating oh, okay. it with the Kilmer and Clooney Batman movies, yeah. which are, Those are fucking so cartoonish. as fuck. Yeah. So oh, um, okay. I think it's, Yeah, because it's I don't be... really remember the Joker much from this. Yeah. So I might I think, be, yeah. I think it's going to be good overall. I think it might just be a little slow oh, compared to a lot of like other yeah. superhero comic book movies we've gotten over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm anticipating largely a very positive experience. Okay. All right. I'm 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 drawing a blank, and I don't know if I even want the answer to this question, but does this have the, the uh, Batman standard two villains? Because I don't remember the second villain. Nope. It's like the only. I think it was that was one. It, I think it, it's the only one that has one. Oh. Mm. Well, exciting. Yeah, I'm very. Oh, is there normally two in all the? Movies? Yeah, you get or the multiple. penguin and Catwoman, and then you get uh, the Riddler and Two Face, and then you got Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze. Poison Ivy and the Riddler were in the same one. I no, no, no. Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. and then there's penguin and, and Bane in that. Oh, and Bane, yeah, but he was like a henchman in that. He didn't. He didn't get his. Which is, if you know the character, is a Travis. Yeah, but yeah. He didn't get his own. He didn't get his moment to shine really. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Uh, well, we're gonna pause the podcast and go watch the movie, and uh, join us when we return after Batman. Mm-hmm. 
Michael Keaton. Remember when we used to put a lot of effort into the song, guys? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel like we don't have as many movies nowadays that have good song options. What about those Prince bangers, guys? Oh, that was pretty good. They slap, but it also, I don't think any of us want to try and replicate Prince. No. 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 And, and, And like, I love Prince, but they slapped very softly. Like <laughs> it was also so, they were uh, very was, on the nose too. It was like <laughs> money, and I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, it's one of my trivia things. Tim Burton did not like them. Did the, not the like Prince the songs? songs. Yeah, that makes sense. But then why were they? Why were they? John there? Peters made them do it. He's a producer. Oh. Yeah, I was like, why is this parade scene going on so long? And Sam's like, because they paid for the song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. You realize it was a whole album. He made an entire album. What? what? Called Batman. Princeton. What? Yeah, he did the whole soundtrack, and it was an entire oh, studio album. Crap. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did not, but that is amazing. Nine tracks. Because I was like, why have I never heard these Prince songs before? And that's yeah. why. <laughs> Because they were not the good ones. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Bat Dance went to number one in the U.S. Oh, Hot good 100 Lord. chart. I also think the other Batman song went to number one. The the Seal song. Uh, Kiss uh, from a Rose? Yeah. Well, that was everywhere for a long time. Well, okay, so. But that was, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 wait. That was that song existed for Batman? Bef- no, it wasn't. That song it, existed oh, okay. before, oh, okay. and then they really like, repurposed it for. That's I listened what I to thought. the. Okay. You should go listen to the Punch Up the Jam episode about Kiss from Rose. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, wait, had we all, we didn't ask this. I didn't think we didn't talk about this oh, before because we, we had yeah. so many sidebars. Had everyone here seen this before? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah. So who wants to go first? <laughs> who wants to go first? <laughs> well, you know, actually, I'll, I'll jump out and say, Ash and Sam, did I call it as far as this wasn't as cartoonish oh, as you were expecting? Or really? Because when he pulled out the gun and yeah. it kept that was going. Little, <laughs> but that works, I feel like. <laughs> but, like, the whole parade is the, is the like, I, what I was remembering. It's yeah. like the parade feels very like cartoonies. He went over on TV and then said, policeman, I will be here at this time. <laughs> and no one showed up to arrest him. There's like a lot of plot holes in this movie, guys, <laughs> that don't uh, make sense. I, Pat, it was definitely, it did have a gritty side, but it was yes. just as cartoony as I remember it being. Yeah, so I think I stand by my original assessment of like it's in that middle of the gradient between like cartoony Adam West and like crazy Chris Nolan. I think it's also like grittier mm-hmm. than the sequels. Oh, oh, like uh, George Clooney's Batman is way. Oh, yeah, I think that's yeah. what Patrick yeah, yeah, yeah. was way saying. Goofy. Yeah, George yeah. Clooney and Val Kilmer are way can't be yeah. cartoony, like silly. Um, so is Batman more of like a pendulum that swings? <laughs> like campy. <laughs> we go back in and the forth. middle, gritty, campy, just goes back and forth. Yeah. 
Maybe. So uh, so the next Batman. Yeah. We we went super gritty <laughs> with Christopher Nolan and now we we touched the bottom with well, Joker maybe. You, and you now one. I was going to say what about the 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 Batfleck? Yeah. yeah, the Batfleck. Bat oh. I I never saw any of those. Did you guys? I don't so, I just choose to not acknowledge <laughs> I saw Justice that League. that happened. <laughs> so Justice League was not good. I will argue, and again, for like our seventh sidebar of this episode. Um, Here it comes. Unpopular opinion number well, five. I'm not a fan of the – I think the DC movies just don't get it. I don't – but for the most part. But the Batman versus Superman one, mm. all the Batman stuff in it, I mm-hmm. kind of dug. Okay. Um, all the other stuff didn't really work for me. Felt very just forced. But I felt there was a pretty solid – Batman movie buried in there. Um, ben Affleck's Batman is like a little bit older, but kind of like real kind of beat up. They have like a whole montage where he's working out. And he's all like scarred up and everything. And it's just, it's, it just seems like he's kind of stiff from getting, you know, fighting for a couple decades and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, it was very raw and even more. I feel like there were elements. You like the even, bat bod? Is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, totally. Yes. But <laughs> no, I feel like there. it, it was it, it could have been like the aesthetic they had laid out there is you could have had an even more uh, like dark, gritty Batman story than the Nolan ones. Do okay. I feel like do we need do we need a re-edit of this movie? Uh, do you, you remember I, I uh, re-edited John Wick for Brie? So yeah. yes. <laughs> I can re-edit, I could re-edit the Batman versus Superman to be just Batman. <laughs> just, <laughs> so who's he fighting? Uh, well, it's just called versus Batman. Yeah, it's I, like an internal <laughs> conflict, Patrick. It's it's a new version yeah. of the Batman movie where the villain is him on the inside. There, that was just. Well, there's a fight scene actually between oh. him, the the Batfleck, and like a warehouse of full of thugs because of course there is right um but it's really 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 well done it's very it's it's not like too cute or like dance fighty it's just very raw brutal and just excellently shot i would Mm. ash i would recommend as a director you go like check the if you could look up that scene like it's really really good well you know you 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 bring up of the fight scene and like (laughs) i'm gonna be honest I wasn't super digging this film that we just watched, <laughs> but in general or the fights, cause the fight, I, I, that's a fair criticism. The fights were very, you know, know the fight do, scene like. that I was into was the one at the top of the church. Uh huh. And I just, the, I love the like little splashes of humor, like mixed in where it's like the guy's jumping at him with the knife boots and he just like has this extendable hand thing that just like gets him mm-hmm. in the crotch or the other guy just falls right through <laughs> the uh and and it was like a really cool it was such a Tim Burton-y backdrop for the fight which was great. Yes. But uh I, and it was interesting because this really felt like a restrained Tim Burton. Yeah. Like it wasn't. It didn't feel very Tim Burton-y, except for the architecture. The yeah. architecture felt very like him, which I think is fitting for Gotham. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, I'd argue that's probably because it was so early in his career. That yeah, they- that's probably why we think that this came before some of those other movies. 
mm-hmm. because it is more restrained in terms of his like style. Yeah, I mean, he just did, he just did Beetlejuice right before this. Yeah. So, in contrast, this is very restrained. Yeah, I I kind of get the feeling watching this and knowing that timeline that Tim Burton's career is a little bit of like a tragedy uh, <laughs> because Aww. I think he got to do his cool, uh, you know, his cartoon and he got to do mm-hmm. his his very cartoon like live action Beetlejuice and then was like, all right, I'm going to try and like dial it back and try to make like a really cool, serious Batman movie. And then like people were like, okay, that was great. But like, can you make it a little more like your other stuff? And like pushed him back into this thing that he never got out of where like every door jam was like at a 45 degree angle and like, you know, just a weird world. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was on a path of growth, and then they were like, "No, no, 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 go back." <laughs> maybe, but I could also see it the other way, where maybe he wanted to be more Tim Burtony, and you know, just hearing that the producer overrode him for these Prince songs, <laughs> they were kind of, out of t- place. speaks volumes, right? <laughs> like, kind of sounds like he wanted a different film than what happened, maybe. Yeah. That could be, yeah. Those those Prince songs were, like... They were they, wild. They did yeah. not fit. That's what I told Brett. I'm like, this movie, like, parts of it are very, like, 1940s. And then, like, mm. turn the corner, and then there's somebody in, like, a full 80s getup. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, it was like... <laughs> like, the parade scene was like, oh, yeah, it was the 80s, wasn't it? You know, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, here's the reminder uh-huh. that this was the 80s. But I, I agree with Sam. It felt like the aesthetic was a little all over the place with the time. Because mm-hmm. it looked, like you said, very 40s, 50s in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then, like, her that Time magazine yeah. that she had looked very modern. Like, like a very normal, like. And, and the, then. Well, I don't think Time has really changed no, I don't know. Just it just looks cover, like yeah. the cover yeah. looks like very bright and pop. Yeah, and it just, like her fashion mm. photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, her kind of, fashion yeah. photography did look modern. That's kind of a, a trademark of the uh, Batman cinematic universe. Is you know Gotham is some city like this one. It definitely felt like Gotham was Chicago, like real hard. Uh, I think it's always supposed to have been modeled after chicago but like the nolan one is like this is definitely new york uh there's some parts that are shot in chicago yeah they have i think traditionally though (laughs) traditionally it's supposed to be chicago yeah but having those like different time periods and aesthetic does kind of give it this like ambiguous time period so it kind of makes it a city out of time yeah weirdly universal Mm -hmm. but also dated at the same time it's very interesting yeah and yet not timeless no No. it's definitely of a time we just don't know which one (laughs) there were things plot holes like i said about this movie that really bothered me like like you're telling me that he falls into a vat of acid and it I, I'll buy that it, like, warped his skin and changed his skin color, but you're telling me that, that it made his hair green? <laughs> like, what? Why are there... And, and his skin Wait, white. did it, but... Yeah. I don't know if the green hair is part of it, if he just did that to himself for his whole... 
Well, he like wipes the, the make the makeup off at one point to reveal the like the white face and everything. Well, the white faces, that's his natural skin after the accident. So you're and saying like, he went and dyed his hair green. He just, just went for, for it then. Just, yeah. yeah, the same way giggles. he adds the also, red lips and the yeah. when they had that very realistic scene of his uh toxic waste dump into the river, uh his hand comes up out of the water and his hand was white and his fingernails were green and your hair is is the same stuff as your fingernails so I I guess in in theory if the acid didn't destroy his hair follicles it was green acid it could have bleached and simultaneously dyed his hair it was a vat of hair dye that's why he was so obsessed with poisoning all of the beauty products yeah I guess so but then that was the other thing that didn't make sense was okay so he had to fall into the vat of the chemical (laughs) To get, like, the warped face thing. But even then, he went to a plastic surgeon who reconstructed his face to make it look like that. So it's not like he came out of the vat looking like that. The, this is the aftermath of the plastic surgeon. But yeah. maybe he reverse engineered it then. It's like, all right, what? So these chemicals have the ability to make this happen. How do, how do I make it so it happens? But, like, it's also, like, reconstructive plastic surgery gone wrong. So, like, what doesn't make any sense to me is, like, why these chemicals that he releases gives everyone the same face smile thing that he has. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, why No, because he's like, this is what I want everyone to look like, so I'm going to figure out what chemical compound... Yeah, but it's not trying, the chemicals that gave him the weird smile thing. He it didn't was give the plastic everyone. surgeon. Yeah, he didn't it's, give everyone the we- the same chemical he got poisoned by. Yeah, it was just they, they tried to hint at it. They're like, he's good at chemistry and science. Yeah, which like, is a weird thing for like. <laughs> but it like it's like battleshipping like, like like in high school. Like what? It's like battleshipping it, though, to say oh, totally. that this, like, yeah, like, to say that that is going to give all these people the weird fucked up smile thing. Because, like, the lady at the um, the news station starts laughing and falls over, and then she has the smile thing. And, like, the two models that died had the smile thing. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't I mean, make any sense. But that's a, I mean, that's a thing in Joker. That's not the first time that's been done. Yeah. yeah. Joker, it's been done in the cartoon, in the comics. It was it, just quite, like, I think it was the origin story that had the problem that then made, you know, like, the origin story didn't make any sense for that. You know, if you want to tell me it's magical chemicals, okay. But the origin story is, like, in direct conflict with that. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of funny though. Like, of all of the battleshipy superheroes that there could be, Batman is definitely like that series is the most battleshipy because every other superhero you can be like the 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 suspension of disbelief is they have this power and Batman is just like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna use everyday objects to be a superhero and like (laughs) yeah, but the Batman stuff. I don't know. I didn't have issues with the Batman stuff. He had a Tesla. Yeah. But he's always had a Tesla. <laughs> uh, he did the summon. That was cool. Yeah. It it felt, um, I don't know if you guys have watched Bruce Timm's Batman, the animated series. Oh my God. Mm-mm. It's so good. This the one from the 90s? Yeah. From the 90s. It's the best Batman. It's the best with Batman. With Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah. The yeah. Mark, Mark Hamill's Joker is Joker. the best Joker, hands down. Like, mm. like uh, uh, now that we're years away from the, the, the Heath Ledger live action thing, it's just like, 
oh no, you know what? Mark Hamill all the way. Mm-hmm. He's good. It's and he does a really good job of making the Joker someone who is a like a scary, solid villain, but in a cartoon fit for kids, right? Because yeah. of course, like if it's an R movie or a PG thirteen movie, you can like look how fucked up I am. But for him to do that in kind of a way, um, in like a kid friendly show is yeah. is impressive. It's a really good show, and this um, this version of Batman almost feels like a less good version of that animated Batman. Not that it's bad, but like that one really got that balance down. Between the cartoony and the gritty. Um, and you'll notice, like, if you go and watch the animated series, they use a lot of the same, like, shape language type of stuff and, like, the shape of the buildings and the aesthetic and that really harsh, like, dark shadows with bright lights. But, like, amp to 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, but you can tell this movie was made, there, there wasn't much to go on as yeah. far as reference for totally. a movie like this. No. It like, cause they didn't know. I mean, cause the, the, there wasn't, the fight scenes weren't much, honestly, there wasn't much going on there. He wasn't, um, this like crazy, you know, hand to hand combat master. It was just kind of like, he's just kind of scrapping and just kind of, you know, trying to get by. And, and well, there, there's it, a lot of times where he's like, literally just like standing there and you're like, <laughs> okay, do something. Yeah, because he couldn't move like, in that suit. <laughs> like when he's like hanging yeah. off of the cliff, the building, and I'm just like, why is he doing absolutely nothing? Doesn't he have like a bazillion gadgets that he could be like shooting right now? Like he's just hanging there. Yeah, and he's just because like, dramatic effect. <laughs> I know, but like it's so obvious that it's just dramatic effect. Just like the car <laughs> summoning, like you said, Brett, like when he stopped the car, there was a whole fucking accident in front of him. And all of a sudden, when he summons the car, there's no accident. How does he know that there's no accident to summon the car? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> See, this is this is what I was saying in the first half. Is like, if that's all you could focus on in this movie, it's not a good movie because <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta let go of the plot. You just gotta let it go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what the producer said to Tim Burton? Just letting just, just let, let go, go of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ash, did you not really enjoy it overall? Was I don't it too think much? So. Was it too much? Like, not even because we haven't even talked about it yet. Not no, even, not really. Not even Nicholson's performance. <sighs> you know, I thought it was. I did not. I was not a huge fan of it. Really, it, it kept making me think. I was like, man, Heath Ledger did such a better job at this character because he was just he was a little too cartoony. I felt like I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure it's right for the original comics. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's Mm -hmm. doing that justice. But I also just kept thinking about like the whole time I was watching it. I just kept thinking like, man, Robin Williams would have killed this role. (laughs) Like so much better. I think he would have been. Uh and I mean, Jack Nicholson was okay, but he he was just being Jack Nicholson, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's he's what just, you get when you hire Jack Nicholson. Though. Yeah, you, it's just Jack Nicholson. He's just wearing goofy makeup, but... So I don't know if you'd like, if you would like that cartoon then. I might not. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know, was this the first Batman movie since the series, the TV series? 
I mean, I think they made. Well, they made movies a movie with they Adam made, West. With yeah, Adam they West. made a movie. But was it like? Yeah. Was it Adam West and then this? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my question. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. I mean, then I totally get it, and I think that this we're not giving it enough credit, taking that into account. Oh, like, totally. No, yeah. like I think if you're if you're saying for the time period, yeah. yeah. But I'm looking at it from a perspective of today. And today I'm like, eh, it's not the best Batman movie, yeah. you know? Um, I think there's much better ones. And it's honestly, I think I like Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, but he he actually isn't my favorite Batman. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've seen this, I was like, no, actually, no. Uh, it, would it, do you stand by what I said, which was Michael Keaton is everybody's second favorite Batman? Sure. <laughs> I definitely, you know, I feel like I just was like hyper aware after Brett was like, he, you know, oh, that's all the awkwardness in the suit. And so I was like hyper aware <laughs> yeah, of yeah. it now. Totally. And I was like, yeah, it's it super awkward. And there's I'll times where like when he like throws the folder to her and uh-huh. you can tell he like can't see where he's throwing it. <laughs> and it's just like goes off the chair and you're like, oh, OK, this is awkward. Well, like when they're running through the alley away from the criminals and he's like, how much do you weigh? Like right before that, when he has to look up like. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was oh. that was like a, leaning. <laughs> you just like lean back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was straight up like a, like an Edgar Wright moment. Like dogs can't look up, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> What I like is I like his like moments of humor, you know, in when he's Bruce Wayne. Like I love when they're that scene when they're eating dinner and she's like, do you like eating dinner in here? And he's like, you know what? I don't think I've ever actually been in this room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, I lived that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. Like yeah, that. that and I, I love in the beginning where he's like going around and like putting his drink and pen down and Alfred's just like shuffling behind him, quickly grabbing stuff. Like the little bits of humor, you don't really get, I like you don't get that in the Nolan Batman, you know? Yeah. And no. so I appreciated like the little moments of humor in this. Yeah. Um, that's totally, I mean, no, the Nolan Batman's lost all sense of like, uh humanity <laughs> i guess <laughs> like everyone was just in such a bad mood the whole time um i mean don't get me wrong i like the nolan batmans myself but um yeah. but i liked the little touches of of humor i but found myself overall, laughing like, a lot in this it was yeah and sometimes I was, I was laughing at things that you weren't supposed to laugh at like Sometimes the awkward performance or like sometimes he would throw somebody off a building and suddenly it would cut to an animation, which I was not yeah, expecting. Yeah, I know. There was so many practical effects. Yeah, there, there was just like, it was amazing to see animation. And I I think there were miniatures. Was it stop motion miniatures sometimes? Yeah. 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 The... The that shield. plane like goes up in frames in the moon. I mean, that was yeah. a little that was yeah. very Burtony. And yeah. also, there's very, like a super wide shot of them hanging off the building, and I'm pretty sure they were two little miniatures that were just yeah. sort of like bobbing back and forth. Yeah. And like any time that like I think it's really cool that Tim Burton was like incorporating this art form that he's done in the past, but 
every time it was so like even there were times where the searchlights were just so obviously animated yeah. that it just brought me out of it and I would like laugh at it. Yeah, the searchlights were so ridiculous. Yeah, the <laughs> when he when he's telling the Batmobile to like put its shield on. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all stop motion, or at mm-hmm. least something to that effect. Yeah, and yeah, totally, it, it's cool. But I agree, the, the it kind whole of plane adds. Crash. Yeah, the yeah. plane crash was hilarious. Was <laughs> that oh the one with God. the Hot Wheel car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> if you look on the side of the screen, it looks like a Hot Wheel car. <laughs> I I still enjoyed it overall, but yeah, there was, I honestly actually, I had my first moment very early where I was like, Ooh, wait, as far as like plot hole stuff where those two muggers. (laughs) I thought you said buttholes. Yep. (laughs) Um, Pat watched the porn version of Batman. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He is darkness. He is the night. Okay, sorry. But I like how there's those two muggers he accosts at the beginning, which, A, he doesn't get the stuff back for that family. No, and, yeah. But also that dad was kind of a dick in that family. Like, but uh, I like how the there's like two dozen police officers and multiple ambulances and the commissioner of police for these two like random yeah. street thugs. It's like, no, in a city, especially one that's plagued by crime, they, they'd have busier things to do than... Or maybe all this happened. is the reason why it's plagued by crime. Because they're all <laughs> they're all over there. <laughs> the person jaywalks said in SWAT. I like I hated that like they opened the movie with the same scene that you're just like, I know we're gonna see the scene later. Why are you doing it now with a different family? Like yeah, it's basically yeah. the that same felt like scene. Like a mistake. Like what was like a writing mistake almost. Yeah. yeah that was totally. odd. I bet they were trying to do kind of like a bait and switch. To make us think it like was, you thought yeah, that with was his parents. Yeah. But well, he very early on in the scene calls the little kid Timmy or something. Uh, and I was like, so it's not Bruce. Yeah. Like very early they give away that it's not. Yeah. And the him. mom calls the dad Harold and anyone knows anything knows that's not Bruce <laughs> Wayne's father. <laughs> yeah, Wayne, totally. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so do you guys think that uh toxic like comic nerd fans being whiny babies and protesting things is a new phenomenon? I have a feeling you're about I, to tell us it's not. <laughs> I mean, I would probably say that it's not and it's just yeah. the fact that the internet has amplified. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the internet has given people the ability to amplify their message and and reach across the world to other nerds that feel the same way would be my guess, but they probably always <laughs> felt angry. I don't 50, know. 50,000 letters of protest were sent to Warner Brothers pr- protesting Michael Keaton's casting. <gasps> Interesting. Before the movie came out or after? Yeah, before. Before. Oh. That's huh. kind of funny. They know. Whatever. That he would have been fabulous if he could have just moved in the suit (laughs) i feel like everything is toxic fandom like throughout all of all of art history man like it's Mm -hmm. not just comics i just feel like everybody's still comfortable like ripping on comic people still but like i'm just thinking of like when we were when we were in college and it was like you know fine arts college and like anybody who does art with 
conceptual ideas is a fucking hack and it's just like all right like cool mm-hmm. like whatever your ideas of art are that's i'm sure that works for you but like <laughs> just it's the other thing's good too <laughs> you think all the way back from the dawn of like art there's a bunch of like there used to be a bunch of mozart stands that would like throw eggs at salieri <laughs> yeah. you know it's funny you bring that up because i was actually just i was thinking about that with the Scorsese thing. But I was like, you know, I feel like I've kind of 180'd on it where I was <laughs> like, but who is he to say that this isn't art? Right? Yeah. Is, yeah. You know? That's, the, I mean, that was other... my big thing with it. It was, yeah, it's, you can you don't have to like anything, but telling someone else what isn't, you know. What isn't art, uh, yeah. Something that Just made because... people, brought people like joy or emo- felt made them feel emotion and mm-hmm. just... A ra- you know. Oh boy. This has been a, a struggle in the art world literally since the beginning of art, which is like there's art that appeals to like the minority people, only the people that truly get art, and then there's the art that appeals to the masses, and there's always mm-hmm. like the high concept artist calling the mass appeal art lesser. And it's mm. like, no, like there's there's value to both. And there's art that appeals to a lot of people and you have to be a special type of artist to know what will kind of resonate with the majority of audiences. Mm-hmm. I kept reading that article about Scorsese. And they, <laughs> uh, boy, they used the, the thing everyone was quoting is the tamer quote. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> he got real ugly with it. It was like, I'll, I'm paraphrasing now, but it was like the, the he followed up uh, with uh, like... You know, they were doing the best they can, but it's not like they're tr- they're acting trying to convey like some sort of emotion to the viewer. Like, fuck, dude. All right. And then he said, "It's not." <laughs> Again, yet. I no. cried at Endgame, so fuck you, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say too, you can make a mass appeal piece of work and a high concept, and you can make there it there are examples of both that are yeah like art and both that aren't so you can make yeah. a high quote-unquote high concept that's just shit that's just totally pretentious shit that doesn't actually say anything it's all just because you you're trying to make it look like it's saying something yeah and of course you can make everyone you know but i there are mass appeal things that i would argue are very that deserve like that art tag yeah absolutely don't get it me all wrong. depends on how it's done it all it yeah. all depends on like how it's executed yeah there's no good or bad ideas it's just how do you actually execute them i agree. yeah but then then i would go back towards the scorsese where like <laughs> i don't feel like i don't feel like the marvel films execute it as good as it could be executed you haven't seen them although <laughs> you yeah. have to you have to see <laughs> all of them <laughs> i i will t- i think i have seen more than you think i have patrick I definitely have seen at least half, which is a Sit fair down amount. and watch all of them, one after another, and tell them, me you don't after... love them. I, I have actually considered that because, like, one of my biggest problems and one thing that I applaud the newest Spider-Man for is my biggest problem is it's so fucking hard to watch these goddamn films because they don't, especially the Avenger ones, are the worst at this, where, like, they do not give you any sort of like recap or this is what's fucking going on in case you missed shit. And so it's so hard for me to like sit down and understand what the fuck is going on. But the new Spider-Man one, they were like, Hey, you didn't see Endgame? 
no worries. We got you covered with a very creative way to get across what happened. And I was like, thank you. Why can't we do this with all of them? Please. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. I mean, I'll just come and sit next to you and then you just pause it. Just explain it. That'd be five minutes. This is Okay. So (laughs) what you got to understand is... This is how I have to watch Downton Abbey with my mom right next to me where I'm like, what the fuck just happened? She's like, remember, so-and-so said something to so-and-so and and -and so-and-so's backstabbing them. I'm like, oh, yes. Thank you, mom. Okay. You're like, no, I don't fucking remember. (laughs) I don't remember, mom. I I can't even remember their fucking names. (laughs) So it is an interesting thought, though, because like that the discourse around the Marvel stuff, I mean, uh, not. This is not a dig at you, Pat, but like uh, it is setting the bar impossibly high to be like, you have to watch all the movies. Thank no, you. No, I know. There are <laughs> lists out there. There Thank are like you. these like truncated lists people have made of. I know. Like they, here's they, the fewest number of movies. But, me. but yeah. there was a second half of that thought. It is going in and 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 jumping in late in the Marvel series, like just because it's just because they're presenting each of their things in the movie theater and not one after the other in a weekly format on the TV. Like you can't jump in at the end of Westworld and watch the finale and be like, "What the fuck was that about?" You know, like <laughs> true, but there's like small things that they could do that would just like communicate things a little bit better. It's kind of like the mistake that, like the 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 Harry Potter films as they went on, made too, where it was like if you didn't read the book, you have no fucking clue what's going on sometimes. And I didn't I read just, the books; I thought I got it, but maybe there's stuff I don't get. There's so much more you missed, Sam. I'm sure. <laughs> so many there's, more fun, made up, whimsical words. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot that they like really. Just gloss over in the movies. But um, anyway, this movie, it wasn't my favorite Batman movie. It was okay. (laughs) Sam, recap? Did you recap? Um, No, I didn't recap. I will do that now. I don't I don't know how I feel, but I I don't outwardly like love it and want to jump on it and watch it again. But I don't dislike it either. I think it was like a really important step in the Batman evolution. And I think if Tim Burton hadn't uh, made Batman like this, then all of the other filmmakers would have never kind of thought to take it in a grittier direction. Um, I mean, I will just say that I know that the comics were very gritty. So like, I don't, I don't think that you can credit that to Tim Burton necessarily. Yeah. But I think his take on it was important for the story or for the way that it was portrayed in films. So liked it. But I think, Pat, you're right. It's a little slow mm-hmm. comparatively. Yeah, it was like 19. I think we were like 19 minutes into the film and we still hadn't seen Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> like the beginning was very slow. But I do I do like that it opened on the Joker and the bad guys. Like that was a cool mm-hmm. A cool take. Um, they didn't know what they were like to do with this stuff. I feel like yet, yeah, and they were just kind of turning a corner with what was capable, like what was possible with special effects. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. I feel like that there is an element of 
we don't know what I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but it's something that's capable of so much more, but you're not, it's just so far beyond like your scope of understanding, like yeah. your concept of reality where it's, we could do some crazy shit with these types of properties, but to get to that point, right. You have to like try something totally. to kind of see. And then, so it makes sense that that would look like tame by yeah. what we get now. Totally. But, but the criticisms are valid. I think that, I think yeah. they're actually as much as like, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson's Joker works for me. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they're two different animals. He ledgers and his, cause they were yeah. two oh, totally. different movies, two different vibe yeah. of movies. But I mean, yeah, Ledger's is objectively better, and it's just a more just it just because it's like the closest thing to perfection, right? Of a, it's just yeah, yeah. But uh, I dug Nicholson's, and, and I like like Mark Hamill's in the animated series portrayal of him. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I thought overall enjoyable, and but the the flaws and like things like I'd say the plot holes are the most egregious mm-hmm. thing you yeah. can make because that's something that is that's devoid of time space. Whatever money. That's just like writing, directing. You can, yeah, that's being either yeah, lazy like or just not think caring. This or, through. Yeah. yeah. I feel so like vindicated on, on the plot holes thing because, like, for the <laughs> longest time, that was like my huge problem with the movie. There was one you had, you had almost mentioned before that you wanted to save, Brett. What was that? It was the, it was the parade and him announcing he was going to be there and the cops. Oh, were yeah, there's no up. police. Yeah. And I was like, the movie should well, have ended there. <laughs> My my other problem with that that's a huge plot hole to me is like, yes, I understand that he's like promising to throw a bunch of money out, but this is a town where like everyone in town is afraid to put on deodorant or like use shampoo or whatever because they're afraid to die because they know that this Joker guy is trying to kill them. So why would anybody in their right mind show up to this? And not be like, oh, this is just a trick and he's going to try to murder us. I like, mean, that didn't make any sense. In in the, like, world of Batman, I think there's a lot of poverty. And they didn't really touch on it. But, like, I know in a lot of other, like, storylines, the town is run by these criminals. And they're, like, making all the money. So I could see that. And also the Joker's mm-hmm. doing this to prove that he's the good guy and trying to, like, villainize Batman. But you're right. They didn't, well, like, clearly explain the motivations or anything. Yeah, and and they, like, showed people, like, shopping in stores, turn around and be like, oh, look, what is this? And, like, go over there <laughs> as if they had no idea. They weren't expecting this to happen. And they're like, oh, a parade or something. And it was like, what? Like, no. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting because this is uh, I, I, uh, my, my review of the movie. Uh, it's... <laughs> I was trying to not be like very me about it because I don't like Tim Burton. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like Danny Elfman. Uh, I don't. Uh, this, there is a lot going against this movie for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But uh, actually, I really liked the movie. Um, oh. I had a good time. I laughed all the way through it. It didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, but uh, it was it had me entertained. Um, I yeah, Jack Nicholson for all of the praise he gets for, for this rendition of the Joker, it was okay. Um, yeah, but like I feel like the jokes because were we good. just saw Killer Clowns, 
And like, oh. I feel like I, I'm, it's like, you're totally right, Patrick. They're two different animals, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson's take. And I just think because we just watched Killer Clowns, I can see the version of Jack Nicholson's take that's actually scary. The problem yeah. was he never felt scary to me. Yeah, I agree. As opposed to Heath Ledger feels like, oh, this guy feels like he's oh, actually yeah. going to murder somebody. He's a loose cannon, yeah. Yeah, and I think it would be the best version of the Joker if he was all goofy and clowny, but like actually scary. And yeah. so he never actually hit that scary threshold. He was a little too goofy about it. Yeah. You know what I think? I think that is exactly it. Because um, Nolan's Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, like he's kind of goofy and crazy, but he actually kills people and he kills them in like a very realistic way. Um, yeah. Jack Nicholson's... Horrifying ways. Horrifying ways, mm -hmm. yeah. Jack Nicholson's character really, he either shoots people, throws them off a cliff or, you know, whatever. Theatrical. Or he like... It's a weird, crazy clown gag, like with the hand buzzer. Mm -hmm. Like that, yeah. that's why he wasn't scary. It's like, is it a joke or is he murdering people? Like you don't get to have both, you and know? This, this movie had a little mm -hmm. bit of a, um, like a villain problem with the killings because mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson killed way less people than Batman killed in this movie. <laughs> oh, I, thank you, Brett, because I almost forgot about that. I didn't. Even, I completely had forgotten before we watched it, and then during it, I was like, "Oh wow, they." I wonder how many people got mad about this because that's supposed to be part of the character is he doesn't kill. He doesn't, Batman doesn't kill yeah. people, but this Batman done murdered. He yeah. blew up a factory that had to have yeah, like fifty plus people in it. Like yeah, and he, and he well, there were the human. Guns. There were people right next to his car when it dropped those little like circular bomb things. Oh yeah, like, they didn't. They didn't make it out of there. He, he well, and he had that moment. Yeah. and there was the moment where he's like holding the Joker over the vat, and he's like trying to help him up. And then there's like a clear moment in his face where he's like, "You know what? Fuck this guy," and he lets go. <laughs> Brett told right? me he slipped. I thought he let go, and Brett was like, "No, the Joker just slipped out of his hands." So I was like, "Okay, no dog." He has a look on his face where he's like, <laughs> nah. but "Yeah, Brett, you're yeah. right." He. He straight him murder him do murders <laughs> him do murders <laughs> yeah and then and then right away he did the the fucking uh, smoke bomb that just like slowly goes off and you can totally it's see like, him just like, like we can still see you yeah into this oh I love that <laughs> like doing nothing like it's moments like that where I'm like I don't think you wanted me to laugh but I'm laughing yeah but uh, I feel like uh, about all of these this crazy bullshit and the weird Batman and all the plot holes in the movie. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep this thought in mind for the next Tim Burton movie that I see, which I think is that Tim Burton does movies in which uh, uh, the opposite of, of the way a lot of people do movies, which is this is a world that doesn't make any fucking sense. And yeah, like, that's true. The characters actually make sense in the world that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it's, all complete nonsense but i feel like like mm. the characters logically fit where they're supposed to be in this bullshit universe that he's created like the you like know. the characters are the straight men to the, <laughs> to, the to the wacky world yeah 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 so have you seen big eyes because that was the one that looked like relatively normal that he, I, he directed I big eyes yeah i did he not did? know that uh, i love big fish 
I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that Burton? No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he directed or if he uh, produced. But well, I have his IMDb up right <laughs> now. But I feel like that was a movie where he got that balance right. But I've been holding off on watching it so that we can watch oh. it on the podcast. So, uh, I, oh wait, director. Yeah. Yeah, he he's directed director. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and he did Charlie Chap or Charlie Charlie Chaplin, Charlie at the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Kooky. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I have to agree, Ash. Like. There was so Tim Burton is an ex Disney animator and he like mm-hmm. went to CalArts with all of those like big name animators. Um and it just it felt like it was too animation y at times, like too cartoony yeah. and it tonally needed a little help, I think. Yeah. Then like the lighting was very you know I, I like most it. yeah like most batman films it's very noir but then there was like one scene where i was like holy shit everything's lit and i can see everything in this scene <laughs> yeah. the museum oh there's the museum but i think it was like Her there was apartment. like a scene in his study where alfred is like you should really i really like that one or what like alfred yeah. is like one note through the whole movie that's all he says over and over again but mm-hmm. uh <laughs> But that was like lit like a normal film, that one scene. And I was like, what's happening? (laughs) I do wish Alfred was more of a character in this. Like that's one thing I missed is in almost all of the other Batmans, Alfred is like a big character, like a mentor and a father figure to Bruce. And I felt like that was really missing. Both for Yeah, they kind of alluded towards it, but not really like... And they didn't really show us that. Yeah, they really kept him. He's he's the he's Alfred for all four of the this series of Batman's. Is he? even when they got rid of yeah? So even with Clooney and Val Kilmer, he's the he's Alfred. Yeah, but I think Alfred is an important part of not just like the character of Alfred, but for Bruce's character too, which right. Bruce's character felt very flat in this one, and he didn't have mm-hmm. a lot going on, and like there was no real internal struggle that we were aware of the only one was really like oh he doesn't he can't tell the girl that he's batman oh it's like yeah huh. did alfred just make that decision for him yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i thought about that and also <laughs> during that scene i thought michael keaton was when it was cosplaying as jerry seinfeld yeah <laughs> yeah right oh my god <laughs> I was laughing so hard when he was wearing his Steve Jobs outfit in the back. Yes, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Also, like uh, fucking what? the the bat surveillance state. Holy shit! Yeah, with his party. <laughs> that was a little weird, right? But like that they stuck little... with it. Like that became a Batman trope. I don't know if that was from the comics, but like that I never went away after that. No, I mean that's in the mm. Nolan Batman. That was in the animated series. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, Alfred gives Batman shit. He's like, you can't well, invade I mean, people's privacies. From just like a writing perspective, it makes things. It's a nice little get out of jail free card. Yeah. Anything you like? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the like, because like the bat layer or bat cave, whatever it's called. I'm pretty sure that's always been a thing. It's the bat cave. How do yeah. You? <laughs> and so like, I I wouldn't be surprised that that was incorporated in the originals 
But it's like it just it just makes you can get you can it's a shortcut for so many like plot threads to connect or something where it's mm-hmm. like he how does Batman get this piece of information he knows to move the plot forward? It's like, oh well he picks up a phone call that he like he listens to a <laughs> phone call or this really crucial conversation happened to take place in his mansion during a gala. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kinda it's just a nice little fallback. I feel like just easy writing. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, like that giant oh, the, mirror he had in the in the uh, armor room with the cameras yeah. behind it, and they like the camera pans back, and there's not just a camera watching through the mirror, but there's like three or four cameras all pointing in the same direction. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck yeah. overkill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was what made it like kind of creepy. It was like okay. Hmm. <laughs> Getting those close-ups. So, so Vicky Vale is almost Sean Young instead of Kim oh. Basinger. Who is who from is Blade that? Runner? Blade Runner. Oh. First Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, I think she would have been good. Um, yeah, me too. They didn't. I mean, I don't know which was the actress's fault and which was the script's fault, but they didn't give her much to go on. No, she's pretty flat. She really they didn't give her much agency in general. Yeah, and they made her do that like voice when she's the like, whole time. Why is she yeah. like ragdolling at the end too? I was yes, I don't just know. thinking that. I remember always thinking that was weird. Is she just so overwhelmed because she's yeah. a woman, Ash, and, and women just big and she hysterical, just faint. and like faints yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. Sam, do the voice. Yeah. Do the voice. Uh, hey, Brett. Do you want to like meet me for dinner or something? That's what she talked about <laughs> the whole movie. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we could go on and on about how bland and boring she was. Or the fact that this other dude, like, relentlessly won't stop hitting on her and she just keeps hanging around him. I really liked his, his, uh, oh, the reporter gross comment that was actually like a super intense burn on himself. The, uh, you're gonna need a long lens. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was great too. Uh, Actually, weren't the only the only two women char- there are only two women characters. Yeah, there was Vicky, and is it Alicia? Was that the name of the, the gang? Mask? The, the mask. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Which, that also bothered me. Like he's like, take off the mask, and I was like, her face looks way better than the mask. Why yeah. the mask is scarier? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? We should be Wait. thankful for those two women characters, Ash. <laughs> they gave us oh, something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this movie fails the Bechdel test real hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but it, wait, so you you did, were you like overall up or down on it, Pat? I, f- I feel like I missed it. I'd say, I mean, it's a net thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. I'd say, like, it was an enjoyable movie for me. I still found overall, I did not hate the time I spent watching it. Yeah. Like, it was an enjoyable movie. I'm glad. I'm happy I got to see it again because it has been a while. So. I guess I enjoyed it despite all its flaws and and those flaws are and the criticisms are completely valid. <laughs> yes. People that don't like it are going to point those out. Yeah. It really makes me want to watch the um the Heath Ledger one now, which I think it's just mm. barely old enough. Yeah, I think it's old enough for our show. Which that was a movie Ash that we saw together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. Gosh. Obviously, you in don't remember. In the Napa Theater, right? No, no. We were in L.A. No? At the Hollywood Dome. You came down from Ventura, 
And we came Oh, up. I do yeah. remember. Yes. And someone kept pulling the fire alarm, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Somebody pulled the fire alarm right in the beginning a bank heist scene, right when they were cutting the power to the building in the bank heist scene and the screen turned off and everyone thought it was just part of the movie. And yeah, then it was amazing. The, uh, the staff walked in and they like, uh, the, the fire alarm's going off. You have to evacuate. And the whole crowd just groaned and no one got up. <laughs> yeah, we were like... We paid money to see Batman. We're not leaving. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, I guess that was Batman. <laughs> yeah. So if you would like to follow us, you could also follow us on a let. Well, actually, why don't you say that's the Batman? And I think, don't you say thank you for watching or something? Yeah. And join us every two weeks or something. Did I say that at the end. Okay. Come on, you guys. Oh, you do? Four years. Okay. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I know my line. It took me three and a half years to get my line down. So. I. I like to think I'm, out there that somebody I'm, who doesn't know if this is authentic or not, or if this is like a bit that we do, that we fuck up the outro every time. I almost, I almost had it, but I second guess. It just felt weird. I don't know why it feels. It's because it was going it feels, smoothly. See, That's I've, why I felt. Yeah, weird. I've done this one before. I say, "Well, that was Batman," and then Ash says, "Follow us on at Let's Rewatch on Twitter," and then and then join our Facebook group, Let's Rewatch, and then Sam says. Like us on iTunes. Give us a good review. Uh-huh. And then I say. No, I, I know the, the other order. Thing. All right. <laughs> That's how it goes. I, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So if you would like to, you can follow us on Twitter. We do fun things like tweet uh, polls, movie polls. So you can choose which movie to, we are going to watch. Or like this, where we just decided we wanted to do Batman. I will tweet a photo a still frame from the movie and see if you guys can guess. And this one, uh, his, uh, tip. O Neil Neils, tip. O'Neils. Yes. 3d house of, it keeps going 3d house of representatives. It's a big <laughs> name. Tip. It's a big name. Let's do the at Tom. Oh yeah. Thomas Keeser. So Thomas Keeser got it within a minute of me posting. Wow. He said Batman 1989. So good job, Thomas. I got to say your uh, photo, though, that it might have looked like it didn't. It wasn't the thing. But that statue in the background was like, that is the Batman statue. Oh, uh, well, the one before it, because I took a photo before and then I realized the building says like Gotham on it. And I was like, <laughs> well, I can't post that one. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and then Gene also got it. Gene Claude, Dennis, the intern, Fred, uh, pretty much everybody, Maynard. Jonah. Uh, Jonah got it. Trash Factory, which is a fantastic name. Oh, no. Trash Factory actually said uh, Batman Returns. Sorry. They were the ones. No, you're wrong, Trash Factory. didn't you get are. it. Trash Ralph Factory also is got Factory. it. Good job, Ralph. So there you go. Join us. Oh, I didn't even say the handle. The handle is at Let's Rewatch. <laughs> Excellent. And we're nailing it. So good at this. Nailing it. And if you, you know, if we were good at this, then it would just throw everyone off. It'd be too so. fucking professional. And that's not why you yeah. listen to us. It'd be like Wayne's World when they get the production deal. Yeah. It's rewatch, rewatch. Um, yeah, so if you liked our podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play. 
Uh, we've gotten a couple new reviews, which I called out last time. So thank you so much to all of those new listeners and new reviewers. We really appreciate you. You should pitch the Facebook group, Patrick. Yeah. We have a Facebook group. Did we ever talk about why it's a closed group? Can we, what, what, we just make it an open group? Because you get spam and people will post like, yeah, Louis uh-huh. Vuitton sunglasses, only $25. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I think it's nice just to have the option to boot someone if they're problematic or get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh-huh. I don't want to hear from everybody. <laughs> I just want to hear from the people I care about. Let's be clear. If you've uh-huh. tried to interact with us online and we didn't like you, you ain't getting in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that anti-vaxxer Brett was oh arguing my with God. is not getting in. <laughs> we can't call her out. Um, so, <laughs> you could fucking end <laughs> I don't. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna. Oh, sorry. It's not live. You're <laughs> not gonna edit this down to be a real outro. All right. Sorry. Um, that lady on Facebook who I went to high school with. Yeah, it's her. She the goddamn worst. She's an. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, we have a Facebook group, and oh, speaking of Sam, I've been meaning to read that article you posted oh. about Morticia Adams. Yeah, I posted a um a really fun article about how the Adams family. Uh, is actually a really good feminist movie because it shows Morticia Adams and like her balancing womanhood and motherhood really well. And like she speaks out about her needs and she's a really good parent and they're really honest. They don't lie to their kids. They're factual. Like mm-hmm. it, it was really fascinating. Sex positive. Sex positive. Yeah. 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 It was, which is, fun. I think I told you guys I saw the Adams Family musical. Oh, no. And I, oh, maybe I didn't. So Bryce and I went to see the Adams Family musical and I was super excited. And then I was so let down because they basically threw Morticia and Wednesday's characters out the window and completely like basically everything that that article that you said it talks about, like they took away from Morticia. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Lame. So boo on that musical. Well, that's a bummer. At least the yeah. movie is still really good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so anyway, join the group and then uh, you can discuss. I would say you could discuss with all of us, but honestly, Sam and I are the ones that engage the most. <laughs> but it's okay because Brent yeah. and Pat do Twitter. Well, you do Twitter. I'm bad, yeah, true. I'm bad at Facebook and Instagram. I'm good at Twitter. And I was going to say, follow us on Twitter or I think in the Twitter bio, all of our individuals are in there. And yes, yeah. follow that, follow us because we all, in addition to this, have projects creative projects in the works whether it's books or films or videos or super secret projects um or playing D on live streams yeah. like mm-hmm. this guy so just yeah wait yeah you should tuesdays pitch, two eastern you should pitch that pitch it pitch it, it should i hope we're still doing it by the time this comes because <laughs> it's going really great and we're having a lot of fun um i was at, i've teamed up with uh some folks from geekly inc uh, I can go over to Greetings Adventurers or uh, D&D Podcast at D&D Podcast or Geekly Inc. on their Twitch channel. We, we're going to hell. D&D hell. Happy <laughs> hell hour. <laughs> is, uh, the new episodes are Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. and But old episodes are on YouTube. You can watch the video. or it, And it will be coming out as a podcast. The audio only as well. So. Oh, cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Right on. 
All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, join us next time when we want. See, you didn't say thank you for listening. Boom. He's not. <laughs> Do I have to say thank you for listening? I don't think I ever thank anyone. I think. I them. think you should though. I think we should thank them for listening to this episode. Yeah. yeah. You guys Nick at least used to always do it. He used to be like, so thank you for listening. I'm Join sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not blaming you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Brett, saying. We they did should be do it. thanking me. No. Say thank you to our listeners. <laughs> no. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> we really appreciate you slogging through this with us. Uh, next time we're going to watch Blood Orgy of the She Devils. <laughs> I feel like you're talking oh, yeah. about us. <laughs>